All right, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. Welcome to episode 78 of Go Tells the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your favorite, favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We got an action-packed show for you tonight. We do have the live feed going as usual. We are currently live on Facebook. Uh, so if, if you're not familiar with that, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that. Action-packed show tonight. It is episode 78 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Let's just get into it because I got a lot of stuff tonight. Uh, and let's kick it off with, of course, social plugs. Social plugs, if you want to follow us between episodes, during episodes, before episodes, after episodes, really whenever you so please, while you're sitting on the toilet even. <laughs> I know it's what a lot of you people out there do. That's why I don't touch other people's cell phones. That's a trick. You don't touch other people's cell phones because they go in a freaking bathroom. But if you do want to keep up with us, you can do so in multiple ways. One of those would be on Facebook. Of course, I just mentioned we are currently live on Facebook. Uh, you can do so at facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Head on over there, like our page, follow us, get updates. All the new episodes get posted up there You know when they're actually coming through. Although if you're subscribed, you're going to get that fancy little nice notification uh, from wherever you're specifically subscribed anyway. Uh, but... Facebook would be one of the places to keep up with us between episodes, get that extra information that's that's often coming out there on Facebook. Uh, and like I said, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. In addition to Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, two accounts, at tell the wall pod. That's right, at tell the wall pod is the official go tell to the wall podcast, go tell to the wall Twitter account. Uh, and of course, you can follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at magic muppet. Just follow both of those. Uh, you're going to see a lot of interesting stuff coming out of there. I'm building it up but entirely too much, but there is good stuff that comes through there. So please, please follow us, retweet, like tweets, do whatever it is you kids do on the on the tweeting and the twittering and whatever. I, I'm not as up and up on all of those things as I should be. Uh, I guess I'm just getting a little old. But nonetheless, follow us at Tell the Wall Pod, at Magic Muppet, both of those. Follow them both, follow them both. You know you're following the Orange Menace anyway. Like, add another follow. Just follow us. Uh, and of course, you we are on YouTube. Still on YouTube, that's where you can consume most of our videos, our beer reviews, and all that good stuff. So head on over to YouTube, just search Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, subscribe to our page, uh, like videos, watch videos, share videos, do all the things that you do on, on YouTube. Do that between watching cat videos or whatever the heck the kids do on the YouTube these days. I mainly use it to watch like music videos and, uh, and maybe some movie trailers. And then like it, it, for me, it's mainly how-to videos for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the majority of what my activity is on YouTube. Uh, and, of course, inclusive of... How many times have I said, of course, already to start this podcast? Like, I need someone keeping me in line here. But all-inclusive of those things I just mentioned and featuring other things that you're not going to find anywhere else would be our website, and that is SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Dot com will take you to all of those things I just mentioned. There's nice little links right there for you. Uh, you're also going to find blog posts, uh, additional videos and photos that you're not going to find anywhere else. And, of course, you can also link to our Patreon page or our Indiegogo campaign, which is still running. I don't think we have much left on the Indiegogo campaign. Nonetheless, support us if you see fit to do so uh, or if you... Uh, if you have the means, those are the words I'm looking for. Uh, if you have the means and you are, you know, feel the feel the need to do so, please support us financially. Every dollar helps. You can do 
do that at Patreon uh, as well as Indiegogo. And you can find both those links on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. So head on over there, bookmark it, check back off, and keep up with us. Those would be the places to do so. Oh, man. Beer this week. Beer this week is actually... One of my absolute personal favorites. Uh, I haven't been drinking it as much as I used to simply because there, there's it's, it's kind of a funny thing behind this beer. I'm going to explain a little bit and then we'll get specifically into the beer. Uh, so this is from a particular brewery. I've had many of their brews on the podcast. In fact, just I think two weeks ago, like, like very recently, we had a couple of their or one of their particular limited brews uh, on a podcast episode. They have a particular beer that is actually named after the area code of the Central Coast. It's really the area code uh, starting in like Ventura and, and heading on up into the Central Coast, uh, like San Luis Obispo and that area. And that area code would be 805. Now, this beer, they specifically brewed this for years, and you could really only find it in the Central Coast area. You had to go, really essentially go to that area code area, area code area, uh, to actually find this beer. So for years, it was very rare. You couldn't find a lot of it. You had to kind of go through there. Uh, I have a cousin up in the Bay Area who went to school in San Luis Obispo, and when he was going to school, got really attached to this beer. He turned me onto it years and years and years ago when you could still only find it uh, Central Coast. And then a few years ago, it expanded, and actually they, they expanded where they were distributing it and everything else, and now you can quite often find it uh, in Los Angeles, San Diego, I'm sure if you go further north, uh, you can also find it. So with it being a little easier to find, I, I tend to not drink it as much. In fact, my cousin and I had a conversation about this months ago, I was up in the Bay Area, and he's like, yeah, I don't drink it, because the, it, there's something about the novelty of not being able to get it. It's funny how that works. Uh, nonetheless, it is still a very, very tasty beer. I thoroughly enjoy it, and it is the Firestone Walker 805. That's right, the 805 beer. It's kind of like a blonde ale, sitting at 4.7% uh, alcohol. Uh, it is an ale, like I said, but it's, a, it's definitely a lighter ale. This is what, for me personally, I would call like a daytime drinking beer. This is something that, that I can drink like during the day and not get just super drunk or anything like that. But for a lot of people, 4.7%, that's sitting a little higher. So it really depends where you fall on kind of the alcohol content spectrum, I guess you could say. Uh, and and this, this is right in the middle, but depending on how much, how, what you like to drink and, and the type of beers you, you like to drink is, is all just, it's really going to be kind of a personal thing. But the 805 is the beer we are having this week. And of course, this is in support of everything that's happening. Uh, really, starting with last week, Thousand Oaks is right at the edge of Ventura County. I believe it might even technically be Ventura County. Uh, and, and that's when you start seeing the area code. And of course, all the fires that have been going on up there, really starting in my own area code, uh, and then moving on up to the 805 area code. So in solidarity with everything that's going on there, we are enjoying the Firestone Walker 805 Ale. Thoroughly enjoy it. Highly recommend it. Uh, if you're if you're like an IPA fan, it's going to be a lighter beer for you. If you're like a lager fan, it's going to be kind of a not, I don't want to say heavier beer, uh, but it's going to be a little stronger than than like a lager that that if you know if you're a lager drinker or even just like a blonde, a true blonde drinker. Those those are sitting at uh, you know, just under 4%. So that's a bit of a difference there. Bit of a difference. But like I said, check them out. Try it. I'm enjoying it. Mm. It's crisp. It's a very crisp beer. Uh, on the note of uh, fires and everything happening right now, really, around Los Angeles, uh, up in Northern California, which that one is just even more devastating than what's going on here in the Los Angeles area. Uh, I want to bring this up. 
and I've, I've done this multiple times. I've, I've had it. I've done it on the podcast, but it's always front of mind. And then all of the big companies and stuff and even Blink-182 is, is running a promotion where they are selling California themed T-shirts and part of the proceeds are going to a specific charity. And that specific charity is Red Cross, Red Cross. Now, I'm going to lose some listeners right now. This, this happens every time I get people angry at me and everything else. I'm not going to sit here and bash the Red Cross. I will tell you that I have had first-hand personal experience in dealing with Red Cross after a disaster, specifically a fire, the Cedar Fire in 2003. I've dealt with them personally. This is not a good organization. They don't run things well. The money, most of the time, does not actually get directly to the victims. Keep that in mind. And in fact, we talked about this with my good friend Mikey, who lives down in Haiti, when they were rebuilding after Hurricane Matthew. And we go to find out a bunch of Ameri- a bunch of Red Cross money did not that was earmarked to go down there didn't even end up getting there. Now, if you love the Red, that's fine. I, I like I posted something on social media the other day. I got messages from people I hadn't heard I, people I hadn't heard from in years. They're like, oh yeah, you know, Red Cross helped me. And I say a bunch of people. It was like two. But, oh, yeah, Red Cross help. That's great. If that was your experience, that's fine. I'm, I'm not trying to have debates with people. I'm not trying to have a debate. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get some hate mail on this. I'm not trying to have debates with you. All I'm saying is do some research if you're going to give money to charity. You want to know that your money is going directly to victims, especially in, in this case. Like, we have so many people have lost their homes, lost all of their possessions, lost their cars, and men, it's, there's even some that have lost their lives, especially up in Northern California. We've only had two fatalities here in the Los Angeles area. I, that might have gone to three uh, if I saw it correctly today. Uh, but there's been a ton of them up in Northern California. And really, we're just going to get more. In fact, right before I walked in the studio, I got a breaking news. Seven more, uh, uh, seven more which uh, deceased people were found up in Northern California. And that's just going to continue climbing because there's, there's like 100 and some people still completely missing. So that's going to climb. That's my moment, my soapbox moment. Please just do your research. And if you're not sure, if you haven't heard this about Red Cross, definitely do some research. Just just do it. That's like, you know, that, that's all I can say on that. Uh, and, and really, you want to help people, uh, but you want to make sure you're actually helping people and not just lining the pockets of executives of nonprofit companies because we all know that happens. There's many stories of them out there. And unfortunately, Red Cross has gotten so big that nobody questions it. And then all these company give, companies give millions of dollars to the to Red Cross. And then most of that money doesn't actually get to victims. Keep that in mind. Uh, one more thing. I want Two more things I want to mention, actually. Uh, we will not have a show next week. There will be no show next week. I was debating doing it earlier in the week and everything else. Uh, next week, if you're not familiar with it, if you don't live in the U.S., it's Thanksgiving. Thursday next week, a week from tonight, is Thanksgiving. I literally cannot do a podcast on Thanksgiving night. I will be in a food and alcohol coma laid out on my couch, probably watching football highlights. So we will not be having an episode next week. We will be back the following week. Just keep that in mind. Don't worry if you don't see something come on, come across on your, you know, subscribing, whatever particular platform you use. That is why we're just, we're just skipping a week because it is a holiday week. We're calling it the Thanksgiving break. In addition to that, uh, this Sunday is my birthday, not only my birthday, but it is the great David Ortiz's birthday. David Ortiz, uh, now retired, but of, of Boston Red Sox fame, one of my absolute favorite baseball players. And so I'm going to be celebrating this weekend and taking a little break next week for Thanksgiving uh, and just enjoying myself. And in fact, on another note, really, of alcohol, and this is this is a bit of a, te- like, I don't even want to call it a teaser because we've had so many requests to, to like, do a whiskey episode. 
my good friend Seth stopped by right before I came into the studio and brought me this gigantic, gigantic bottle of Hudson Baby Bourbon whiskey. Uh, so thank you to Seth and my my little big sister Juliet, as well as Kevin and Shannon, uh, who picked that up for me. I will probably start enjoying that this weekend. And if you are a whiskey drinker, especially a bourbon drinker, Highly, highly recommend this one. Uh, it is a little pricier than kind of your average bourbons. It's, I mean, there's pricier ones out there, but it's a little pricier than your average bourbons. Uh, like I said, the Hudson Baby Bourbon Whiskey, uh, that would be the way to go. It is my absolute, absolute favorite bourbon. It, it is hands down my favorite bourbon that, that's out there right now, uh, and, and I can't recommend it enough to anyone else, to anyone out there. And on that same note, we have been teasing a whiskey episode for like a couple years now. Uh, we will get to that eventually, and of course, I will have to have our on-air producer, Bridget, in studio for that one, as well as Common Sensor Seth, uh, who, who is a big supporter of the podcast and also happens to be a big whiskey drinker, uh, who originally brought up the idea like a year and a half ago or so, and just it's... I, 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 I've always said to anyone that's brought up whiskey episode, like, we will be off the rails so quick if I'm in here drinking whiskey. It's a little little bit better with the beer. But one day, we will have the whiskey episode uh, and, and probably enjoy some Hudson Baby Bourbon whiskey because it's my absolute favorite bourbon. Uh, all right, let's get into some social trends happening right now. Ooh, this one. I'm just going to mention, and I think this is one really for all of you out there to just kind of check out. Uh, that would be hashtag first snow. So it has started snowing on the East Coast now. Uh, they're getting snow. They're getting kind of their cold winter weather. And this would be the place to, to go and, uh, and, and look at all of the, the kind of snow pictures that are happening back east. Uh, now this could depress you if you live back east. Uh, it could, or it could. I mean, it could make you happy. There's gorgeous pictures of snow. I, I love snow, honestly. Uh, I also don't have to live in it and commute in it and drive in it every day. Uh, so this could be a little depressing for you. It could be cool because it's beautiful snow, uh, or it could make you feel good about your choices as far as the city or state you live in. Because uh, uh, like it was like 75 degrees today here in Los Angeles. Uh, when we when we hit winter, it gets like. We might have a day where it's in, in the high 50s, uh, and overnight, like, maybe we get below 40, but it's not very often. Uh, at the same time, we also see the winter coats should be coming out soon, because it's, it's actually, it's getting down to, like, 60 degrees at night, and that, like, winter coats, that's what happens in Southern California. Everyone starts pulling out the winter coats. So check out hashtag first snow. I was enjoying them just because I enjoy snow and pictures of snow. I think it's, uh, I just, I think it's gorgeous and fantastic. Uh, all right, next one. This one hit a little too close to home. A little too close to home, really. Like, not just me, but the podcast. And that would be hashtag if I had to give up beer. That's right. Hashtag if I had to give up beer. And I want to share a couple of these with... Oh, man, I lost one. There we go. Uh, so two of these I want to share with you. Uh, this one's from... Demuse, uh, hashtag if I had to give up beer, I'd probably whine a lot. And of course, wine is spelled W-I-N-E, meaning uh, Demuse would be drinking a lot more wine. Uh, the, the other one that literally had me laughing out loud uh, was this one from Jessica Carberry, Jess, at Jessberry. Man, there's someone that doesn't do a crazy weird Twitter handle. Uh, if I had to, hashtag if I had to give up beer, I'd probably be 20 pounds lighter. These hops don't lie. Literally laughed out loud. Uh, hashtag, if I had to give up beer, me personally, we wouldn't have beer on the podcast. Uh, I would pro we'd probably just have a whiskey episode every freaking week. 
I need a little bit of like, you know, yeah, I need a little bit of uh, liquid courage here to get in and yell, get in here and yell at a wall for an hour every week. But check that one out. Uh, share yours, of course. If you know, if you have a funny hashtag to share, don't just share random hashtags. And everyone needs to calm down with the gifts too. It's like, okay, we get it. Everyone can do the same little gift. That's funny. It's it's you know, it's a kid laughing or it's some like, you know an actor from a movie making a weird. I get it. I understand. Uh, all right, another one that I enjoyed that's flying around right now would be hashtag I hold the record for hashtag I hold the record for this one just go check it out and it's funny because uh, I think people went two different ways on this one my original thought was like holding a record like a world record uh, but then also people kind of went with the holding a record like an actual record that plays music you know vinyl uh, so check this one out I'm not even gonna like they're I'm not going to share a ton of them. Uh, ooh, inappropriate cake tweets. Yeah, that's why. I'm not going to share any of those, but check it out. Uh, again, hashtag I hold the record for. This one I really enjoyed. Uh, hashtag end a television show. That's right. Hashtag end a television show. This is These are always my favorites where people kind of do a spin on words and change it slightly to, to fit, you know, whatever hashtag it might be. And that this is one of those. Uh, so I'm going to share a couple with you. This one from Shine Bright. Uh, the front, Fresh Prince of Bell Off the Air. Hashtag end a television show. Uh, and this one as Oh, I'm going to share three with you. This one I enjoyed. Uh, 24, my watch battery died. Hashtag end a television show. And this one from Just Funny Stuff. Hashtag end a television show, and all it says is Roseanne question mark. Speaking of which, I'll try to remember that for TV. I got a little information on Roseanne. Everyone's freaking out, thinking she she ain't coming back. This one I really really enjoyed. Uh, hashtag how hard did puberty hit you? I will tell you there are two of these hashtags floating around. They're the same thing, uh, but there's hashtag how did how hard did puberty hit you, and there's also hashtag how hard did puberty hit me and so what people are doing and there's a I'm actually looking at a really 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 heartwarming post right now uh, from Mia uh, and so what people are doing is they're sharing like four photos and it's young young photo and then kind of one or two puberty photos and then like a current photo uh, so of course it's people kind of growing out of their puberty the one I really enjoyed like I said from Mia is it just says let me just thank God real quick uh, hashtag how did puberty hit you and the first photo is a little girl with cancer in the hospital uh, and then obviously that little girl which I assume is Mia uh, then grew up and she has a very lovely photo of her in high school wearing a letterman jacket after battling cancer as a child that is of course just you can't get any more heartwarming than that I, I'm very glad for you Mia that you were able to uh, able to overcome and get through that and and now hopefully uh, cancer free and and puberty free I guess uh, and then there was one that I saw I can't find it right in front of me right now uh, somebody had said I would share hashtag how hard did puberty hit you but I'm still ugly <laughs> and I'm sure they're not still ugly but that was pretty funny had me laughing uh, I will share a little bit I like puberty hit me very 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 hard <laughs> and puberty hit me very very hard when I was like 10 my voice got to this level when I was like 10. And I, don't, I know I don't have the deepest voice around, but imagine 10-year-old little guy walking around with, Hello? Hi. Can I have a glass of water, please? That was me. My, I, like, I lost my voice when I was like 10, and a few days later I had this much deeper voice. Uh, as well as many other things, uh, I hit 
six foot two, three, whatever. I've been the same height since I was like 12 years old. I've been wearing the same size shoe since I was 10. It's great. No, 12 on that one. Yeah, 12 on that one. Uh, so it hit me very hard, very fast. Uh, but I, I guess fortunately for me, I was already well past that by the time I got into like high school. I had a deep voice. I was at my full height. Uh, and, and everything else, and of course, there's all the other things that go along with puberty. Uh, but that that was kind of my own personal experience. And of course, we didn't have digital cameras and everything back then. That's what else is funny about this hashtag as I'm scrolling through, because you can tell the uh, the like the millennial aged and the younger people that were, that were doing this, and uh, only because. Like, the first photo maybe wasn't, but then the next three photos were them, like, holding a smartphone and taking a photo. And it's like, well, that didn't exist when I was that age. Like, we didn't have digital cameras when I was that age, let alone a camera on a phone. You had to actually, you know, you had to take film photos, and you had to take them to get developed and printed. And it was madness. Madness, I tell you. We didn't have things like Snapfish where that you just sent it in and... You know, they send you photos, and you're like, oh, okay, here's my photos. No, no, you actually had to go into places. And I remember when I was a kid, and uh, when I was a kid, and, and the one-hour photo, like, got big, and everyone just lost their minds. They're like, what? You can get photos in an hour? That's amazing. Anyway, now that we've gotten tangented on that, let's move on to some TV, film, and books. Mm. That's what I will share with you. And I remembered, now that we're on TV, I actually didn't even have this in my notes. So we talked recently, it was either the last episode or the one before that, uh, how ABC had only ordered one more episode for the Connors. One more episode. And then we were seeing a bunch of rumors that people, where people thought Roseanne was going to come back because the ratings weren't doing well. And it kind of makes sense because the ratings still aren't great. They're, they're not great. But here's the thing. I did a little research and I go to find out that the reason they only ordered one more episode is because John Goodman has a completely different television show that he has to start shooting in January. He has to start shooting this show in January. So are the ratings great? No. Have they dipped? Yes, of course. Do I know for sure that the Connors is fine? No. However, as usual, people, and this isn't even media, this is just you know people tweeting and, and on social platforms, see things and they run with it. They're like, oh, well, clearly Roseanne, is come, Roseanne Barr is coming back. No, no. They just only ordered one. That, that's all they could do this season. That's all they could do. We don't know. It's not canceled. We don't know what's happening. But that really would be the main reason, I'm sure, behind only one more episode being ordered uh, for the Connors. So so keep that in mind. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, however, we did talk about it and talked about the rumors. So I wanted to bring that up uh, after the fact just because, you know, it, it's obviously different from most people's take. And even I didn't think she was coming back, but even somewhat different from my take. Uh, so, anyway, moving on. We do have some good news. Been talking about this one for a while, but we did officially, officially, officially get a month now. <laughs> Not a date, but a month uh, for Game of Thrones. The return of Game of Thrones, the final season of Game of Thrones. We knew it was going to be uh, kicking off in 2019. We now know which month it is going to kick off in 2019, and that would be, drumroll, April. April 2019 is when the final season of Game of Thrones will premiere on HBO. No spoilers when that does start up. Keep that in mind, people. But uh, get excited. I'm excited. I Like, I'm ready. I'm not in a hurry to get to April. Uh, I'm just not. I'm kind of enjoying everything I got going on right now. But, uh, man, I'm excited for some Game of Thrones. Uh, and also, part of me is just excited for it to be wrapped up. <laughs> I'm kind of like, all right, let's... Uh, like. 
I'm enjoying it and everything, but this like two years between, come on, calm it down. I like just I'm 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 also ready for it to be done. So look forward to that April. Mark your calendars. Don't have a date yet. I'm sure we'll get a date here in the next few months, but mark your calendars. Ah, uh, we got a new film coming out. Trailer just dropped the other day. This would be a new Warner Brothers film, and it is called Detective Pikachu. That's right, Detective Pikachu. If you're not familiar with this, and you're probably familiar with this character because I'm not familiar with this world at all. At all. However, I am familiar with the character. This would be one of the Pokemon characters. You know, Pokemon, that Pokemon Go is pretty big, and they have this huge fan following. I believe there's also a Pokemon theme park somewhere. To double check with my wife on that, she would she would know better than I would. Uh, but there is a live action film coming out, uh, starring I guess Pikachu. <laughs> this is a live action Pikachu, uh, super creepy if you ask me. It is voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. So my man crush is voicing Pikachu. Uh, I still am not going to see the film. Still not going to see the film. Uh, much respect and and nothing against you if you like some Pokemon. This <laughs> just. Like I, it's funny because I saw, I actually saw this trailer pop up the other day. Uh, saw the trailer pop, and I thought it was I thought it was something from the Onion or one of those. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is hilarious. Oh my, oh this is this is real. No, no, th- uh, okay, this is this is real. I guess live action Pokemon movie. So look forward to that if you're into it. I, I I'm not into it. I won't be seeing it. I'll probably never see it. I don't even see that in the home window. And, and no offense, Pokemon fans, I just I have zero, I have zero interest. <laughs> like I never never played Pokemon. Uh, was it, I think it was like a card game originally, and then they had like video games, and now like easy adults running around the streets on their phones playing uh, Pokemon Go, which I like to call Pokemon Go because everyone was doing hashtag hashtag Pokemon Go, and it was spelled Pokemon Go. Yeah, that got no laughs on that. That's okay. Need people on my live stream to give me fake laughs or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Go. Uh, a little more film news here. Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I talked about this briefly a couple of episodes ago because this is one of the films that Netflix is really pushing uh, for for Oscar consideration for the Academy Award for Academy Award consideration. Uh, it's Coming to Netflix November 16th, which would actually be tomorrow. And if you're not watching the live stream and you're only listening, this is being uploaded on the 16th. So as of your listening to this episode, you should be able to go on Netflix and watch The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs is directed by the Coen brothers. Uh, they, they headed up the entire thing the Coen brothers did. And it's currently getting mixed reviews because you can actually see it in theaters right now. Uh, it's been in theaters for, for a little while now. It's getting mixed reviews. It, it, it's kind of a six-part thing shoved into one feature film, uh, and the reviews are very, very mixed. But I will be seeing it because I am a huge, huge Coen Brothers fan. Uh, and just the fact, the fact that I don't have to go into the theater to see is fantastic, too. I'll probably watch it this weekend. I'll see if my wife wants to. I don't know. It's, I got, got people coming to my house on Saturday, a little birthday celebration. So I, I don't know. See if I have time to do that, and then Sunday's my birthday. I'll probably be recovering from Saturday. <laughs> so check it out. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, I think if you're into Coen Brothers movies, I don't think it's going to disappoint. I'm not saying you're going to love it. I, the little bits of it I've seen, the trailers and stuff. I'm not saying you're going to love it, but I don't think you're going to be like super disappointed. Like, why did I just watch that? You know, the way I felt after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And there go more subscribers. No, I love Marvel. That's fine. You know, we don't all have to like the same thing. We don't. 
uh, unless you like the Orange Menace, then this podcast is not for you. Uh, one more piece of television news. Oh, you guys remember Paul Rubens, Pee Wee, Pee Wee's Playhouse? Oh, I loved that when I was a kid. I loved that back in the 80s. It was one of my favorite things. Loved Pee Wee Herman. Uh, and I remember when my mother told me, like, probably late 80s, might have even been early 90s, like, man, we can't watch Pee Wee anymore. Why? We just can't watch Pee Wee anymore. <laughs> like, a little while later. I'm still moderately young to the point where my mother didn't want to tell me what he did. If you're not familiar with what happened with Paul Rubens in the late 80s, early 90s, Go Google that. Uh, I laugh because he has definitely had a resurgence since then, but uh, it's a little ridiculous what he got in trouble for. Nonetheless, there is a resurgence of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Not new episodes, but original episodes. They are going to be airing on IFC, the channel IFC, which I believe is uh, Independent Film Channel. I believe that's what that stands for. I can never keep track of all the channels. I don't have cable, so I don't even have this channel. But it will be airing on IFC. Now, they're kicking it off on Thanksgiving Day. Starting at 6 a.m., they're going to do an all-day, all-day Pee-wee's Playhouse Marathon, culminating, culminating with the Academy Awards snubbed. <laughs> Not really, but should have been up for an Academy Award, if you ask me. Uh, the Pee-wee's Playhouse Holiday Special. If you have not seen this thing, it's on Netflix. Uh, my wife and, and my brother and sister-in-law and I found this like Christmas Eve a couple years ago. We were back in Connecticut and it was this random thing and we are like, oh God, we got to watch this. And that did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. Uh, all of the characters that you would expect plus a ton, ton, ton of guest stars uh, from, from that time. And it's just, it, it's fantastic. It is nostalgia at its finest. And then, of course, after the marathon, uh, what IFC is going to do is then uh, play episodes of Pee-wee's Playhouse every Saturday morning. Like, how God intended, how it was, how God intended, how it was originally aired, which it was a Saturday morning uh, show. It was kind of lumped in there with all the Saturday morning cartoons. So look forward to that if you do have IFC. Uh, and, and really, I'll be, you know, I'm, I'm curious. I got to kind of go back. I'm, I might be ready to share some of Pee-wee's Playhouse with, I don't know, I gotta see. With two, two might be a little young for the Pee-wee's Playhouse. Maybe I'll give her another year and we can start watching some of those. Uh, but I, I do look forward to sharing that with my daughter at some point. Especially the holidays. I'm telling you, holidays, it's like next level. Next level. Alright, let's move on to some parenting. Oh man, some parenting. Now, this one I wanted to bring up. It may seem like it's old news, but this actually uh, came out recently on HuffPost because this is just one of those things that won't die. Uh, are you familiar with the movie Frozen? This is a Disney movie from 2013. So I uncovered this HuffPost article uh, that includes a bunch of tweets from parents who are pretty darn tired of listening to watching, listening to songs and watching all of watching the movie really over and over again, which I can attest to. I, I have to read my daughter the same book five times in a row sometimes, uh, and, and, and she just never gets tired of it. Uh, so I do want to share a couple of these tweets with you. This one I found particularly amusing. Uh, I'd like to thank the person that wrote Let It Go from Frozen, and by thank you, I mean make you listen to it 800 times a day like I have to. Yeah, there's also another one here where, uh, I'm trying to find this exact one. Uh, uh, here it is. Even if she's sleeping, my toddler will know if someone in her house tries to watch something other than Frozen, and she will have a meltdown. I've shared that story with you 
Uh, if I try to watch anything in my house, which I, we don't watch much television uh, with with my daughter in the house, uh, at least not when she, you know not when she's awake. Uh, but sometimes I'll go to turn on like a like a baseball game. I try and do that during the World Series, and you turn on she, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. She's got to have Daniel Tiger. I mean, there's no putting on sports with her, so I I can uh, commiserate with this a little bit. Fortunately, uh, my daughter hasn't gotten into Frozen, though she did just get a Frozen doll for her birthday. Her birthday was this past Sunday, the 11th. Uh, she did just get a Frozen doll, but she hasn't gotten into like the movie and stuff, so I've been spared so far. But it really it doesn't matter because it's going to be whatever Disney movie is out next. Like that Moana movie became super, and then everyone's singing those songs like crazy. And 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 I get it; they're great for kids. But as you can see, like eight hundred times a day, that's honest to God, it's probably not that much of an exaggeration. I've been around kids uh, that love these songs, and in fact, I was working for Disney uh, back in two thousand thirteen when this film dropped, and, and the the mania just just went crazy with it, and and everyone loved it, and it was this you know kind of I don't want to say full sleeper, but it was a bit of a sleeper movie. They didn't expect it to be as popular as as it was, uh, and then at the Christmas following the release of that movie, like you couldn't even buy. Frozen toys. I had friends calling me uh, because I worked at Disney, and can you get any Frozen toys? And I was like, no. <laughs> I actually had some sitting in my office. No, these are my Frozen toys. <laughs> I had some sitting in my office at the time. These were on a lot of contests at, at Disney Channel and Radio Disney, so often just had like prizing and stuff like that sitting in my office. Uh, in fact, like to the point where there was that Hannah Montana concert tour years and years ago, and tickets were going for like two thousand dollars each. And and I had like 50 tickets locked in a desk drawer in, in my office because I was like, this is and they were being used for uh, giveaways and stuff. But I was like, I, this is crazy. These are, this is like twenty thousand dollars worth of tickets sitting in here. I'm not doing math real quick in my head. So I went to film school. Wall fans, I don't do math quickly in my head. It's twenty thousand dollars worth of tickets here. What am I don't want this in my office like serious stuff, serious kids and mania. That's like that's what happens. Uh, we did get some cool news. Uh, this one's come from TechCrunch, but it is out of Google and another company called Mother Coders. That's right, Mother Coders. Uh, Google and Mother Coders have partnered to offer a free nine-week tech training course uh, to mothers in New York. It's geared toward moms wanting to re-enter the workforce uh, you know, after raising their children, probably not, I mean, at, or, you know, after their kids go to start going to school, whatever it might be, uh, it, it's, it's geared toward them, uh, and, and, and then wanting to learn maybe not a full trade, but learn some tech stuff before they go in, like delve into the tech industry. Uh, you know, essentially things they might be behind on. I think this is fantastic. Uh, but I do want to remind everyone, and I'm not going to do this. Like, I don't mean this in a sexist way. Uh, but whenever stuff like that, it kind of gets turned on its head when it's other things, you know, when, when fathers are getting congratulated uh, for for taking care of their children and, and then they're like, no, I'm just a dad. I'm not saying mothers don't need this, but there are plenty of men out there, plenty of fathers out there that are home with their children during the day, uh, myself being one of them. As well as my good friend Doug, who lives two blocks away. Uh, we often take the kids out to the park together. And, you know, I'm not saying I need this. I think it's fantastic. But and I'm not even saying there should be a father coat. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is let's keep in mind that it's not only mothers who are staying home with children. Uh, but good on you, Google and Mother Coders, uh, for offering a free course. This is free. That's what's great about it. It's free. Uh, speaking of dads and babies and young children. 
there's a campaign going around right now, and it's it's been and this has been a thing for quite a while now. In fact, Ryan Reynolds, my man crush, was one of them, as well as Ashton Kutcher uh, had gotten on this a few years ago, uh, and it's picking up steam once again. Uh, and that's dads campaigning for changing tables in men's restrooms, and what dads are doing to kind of combat this and raise awareness is they're sharing photos uh, of of changing their kids in weird places. Uh, like some of these photos are them leaning up against a wall, holding their child on their lap uh, as they're trying to change a diaper because there's no changing table in the men's restroom. Uh, many of them just on the ground. Uh, you, there's there were stories of of parent the fathers taking off their clothes and putting them on a, on the dirty bathroom floor so they could actually change their children. I can personally attest to this. This happens to me all of the time. I end up changing my my daughter in the back of the car uh, quite often. And in fact, uh, I have taken my daughter, my wife and I have taken my daughter on a couple road trips, not serious like multi-day road trips, but road trips, we're talking like six-hour drives. And every time, and I always go in and I'm like, let me see if there's a changing table in the men's room and I will take care of changing the diaper. And nine times out of ten, like 9.75 times out of ten, I'm not even exaggerating that, no changing table in the men's room. And in fact, we went to Arizona back months ago. Uh, there was not, once we crossed the Arizona border, there was not a single changing table in a men's restroom. Uh, now, I'm not saying in the entire state of Arizona, but everywhere that I had stopped, we had stopped in the state of Arizona, not a single changing table in the men's restroom. California is not much better. I've seen, out of uh, honest to God, you know, a couple hundred places that we've stopped at, not just on road trips, but as we're out and about, I've found maybe two two changing tables in men's rooms, uh, and that's just unacceptable. I will tell you, in California, In-N-Out has been one of the ones where uh, there is often a changing table in the men's room. The problem there is the men's room is essentially the size of a porto, a porta potty and even with the changing table, like, you're probably rubbing backs with some guy who's trying to pee in a urinal. <laughs> you know, like, so it's just... Good on you in and out, but maybe make that. Yeah, I get it. So I, I can personally attest to this. I think it's great that we are raising awareness for it. Uh, and, and all these company, all these restaurants, these companies, these gas stations, they all need to do better. All need to do better. I can't imagine changing tables are even that expensive. Uh, in fact, on one of our road trips, we were in a brand new, like brand new remodeled McDonald's. Like had all the video screens and the like the touch ordering and all this stuff. Bring the food right to your table. Like totally remodeled. No changing table. Bathrooms totally remodeled too. No changing table in the men's room. Only in the women's restroom. It's unacceptable as far as I'm concerned. Completely unacceptable. Oh, uh, one more thing. Speaking of changing your children, uh, one more thing I want to talk about in the parenting category is this. There's a new product on the market if you're interested. It is called Pajamas. Not pajamas. Pajamas. These are pajamas for any kids that are potty training. And they're essentially pajamas with built-in absorption so the fabric absorbs all the pee that your kid does throughout the night as they're sleeping and then you get up and they have dry sheets. Personally, I am not a big fan of this only because it doesn't make much sense to me. You still have your child sitting in pee and it's fabric as opposed to the crazy stuff that they put inside diapers now that really keeps the kid dry. And then on top of that, is it that big of a deal to just put a diaper on your kid overnight? Like, I'm willing to take the risk of, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to change a couple of sheets when, when my kid is, is fully potty training. Uh, but honestly, it's the same thing as a diaper. Just throw a diaper on them. Call it a day. You know, I, I don't get it. I, like, you're, then you're washing, you're washing pajamas. 
washing peed in pajamas constantly uh, instead of just throwing away a diaper. Not very green. Please, uh, use use cloth diapers then. But like the pajamas just doesn't. It, I don't see it like taking off. I just don't. It's one of those weird products, and I just I don't see it like taking off and doing well. I will certainly not be uh, not be purchasing these for for my daughter. Uh, all right, let's get in some tech here. Let's see how we're doing on time. Oh, we're doing okay on time here. Let's get in a little bit of tech. I got some good tech for you this week. Amazon launched a new portal within their website. This is called the Second Chance Portal. And you guessed it. Of course, this is a place for you to go and look at options regarding devices. Now, I say options because it's not just a trade-in thing or a recycling thing. What they also have built into this portal is repair options. So you can put in the specs of your device, you know, put into the portal what's going on, and it will give you repair options, uh, or then it will also give you options for a trade-in. Like if you're trading in a newer device and, you know, you, know, you can actually get some money for it, it'll give you some options for trade-in. Uh, and then, of course, which is super important, and a lot of people don't realize it, is even just the recycling. I end up often with a stack of products. I'm not saying I got a stack of iPhones over here, but, you know, like old cell phones. I, I don't know that I have a ton of them, but it's happened at times where I just, like, you'll just acquire cell phones, and, and they just sit there because you can't really just throw them away. And this is a great way, hopefully, going to make it easier for people to to dispose of those things because it's, it's not super easy to get rid of uh, to get rid of electronics, like old electronics. You can't just throw them in the trash. You can't. Same thing with batteries. The good thing about batteries is a lot of places store, like I know Best Buy and Target, you can bring batteries in there and you just drop them in, uh, but not so much for devices. I think Best Buy, some Best Buys do it, uh, but not all of them. And batteries is, you know, it's it's this whole different game of, and in fact, some Best Buys, I think, will, will charge you to actually recycle it. So it's good to just have a portal where you can look at all those options and see what you actually want to do uh, with your old devices. Oh, man, the robot overlords every time. We're getting some news. Uh, you know, remember those microchips that uh, people in Sweden are having implanted under their skin? Well, now we're looking at, and these should be hitting the market soon, we are looking at temporary electronic tattoos. Now, these are uh, circuits printed on temporary tattoo film. So it's like com motherboard computer circuits that you're going to see, uh, and similar to what's in a chip you know, memory card or in a chip or anything like the chip that's on your uh, credit card, most likely. If you don't have a chip, <laughs> you need to get your credit card upgraded. Uh, I think it's been a couple years since we really started moving on those chips. This, and this is something that can just go on your skin as opposed to under your skin. And, of course, it's going to be used in the same way uh, that they're using them in, in Sweden. You know, unlock doors, whatever else it might be. Now, again, again, I said this with the implanting under the skin. I am totally fine with just wearing a bracelet or something. I don't need to be sticking electronics to my skin. This is how the robot overlords are going to keep track of all of us when they take over. Think about that, wall fans. It's common sense. It's tech. It's also common sense. Oh, man. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. You guys familiar with that? Uh, I saw the first one. I enjoyed it. I think it's a great movie. John C. Riley, very funny. Sarah Silverman, very funny. Uh, new, new film's coming out. Uh, I believe it either just came out or it's coming out soon. Uh, but that's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is Disney is currently working on a VR experience, and not just a VR experience, but a warehouse-sized VR experience around Wreck-It Ralph. So this is going to be, you're gonna, you go in there, you're going to be in VR, and you're going to be moving around a warehouse, not just sitting. Most of the VR I've experienced is, is really sitting or maybe some hand movements, uh, but not actually, like, walking around and stuff. So I think that's fascinating. I will say... 
Uh, well, I'll tell you, it, it's set to debut in 2019, uh, and I don't mean this as a slight on Disney, but the, most likely it's going to be 2020. <laughs> like, these things happen, Disney, and, and and really any of these larger amusement parks, stuff gets pushed back. I, I don't know if it's going to be 2020. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 2020. Uh, however, you can actually pre-order passes right now. Uh, they are separate from the Disney Parks ticket, and in fact, there's another VR experience that's going on right now. I believe at Disneyland, it might be World, and it's a Star Wars VR experience costs about $30 for a 25-minute experience in that Star Wars VR world. Uh, and we are getting word that this is going to be about the same. So you're looking at $30, $35 uh, to go in and check out the, the Wreck-It Ralph VR experience. It's going to be a huge warehouse down there at Disneyland. Uh, probably at Disney World as well, but I know it's, I know it's coming to Disneyland. So look forward to that. Uh, I would enjoy checking it out. I don't know that I want to pay $30 on top of a park ticket. Because it costs you about $2,000 just to take take your family to know. <laughs> $2,000 for you and one person. And maybe you're going to get into Disneyland and be able to have a pretzel. Family. That's like $10,000. You got a second mortgage. Call the bank. Get a second mortgage on the house. Why do you need a second mortgage? I got to take the family to Disneyland, man. I got to go. We got to take them to Disneyland. All right. <laughs> the banker probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had dealt with one of those yesterday, too. <laughs> like Disneyland is not cheap, wall fans. Not cheap. Oh, we got some uh, more news from Amazon. Remember I was talking about those new products uh, maybe a month or two ago that Amazon had unveiled. One of them was a microwave, an Alexa microwave. That's right. And a microwave you can talk to has Alexa built in. TechCrunch got their hands on one of these and put out a little bit of little review of it. I'm not going to get into the details on the review. I will tell you uh, it's more frustrating than it's worth. Now, Amazon positioned this as a lot of people don't know how to fully utilize the functions of their microwave. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> like, the buttons are literally right there. <laughs> You're like, defrost. And it asks you, how, what kind of beef? How many pounds? Two. Done. Like, it's not that difficult. But apparently, Amazon thought you needed to be able to talk to Alexa and tell Alexa what you wanted to do in your microwave. Whatever. But we do go to find out from TechCrunch and their review that it's actually more frustrating than even just using a regular microwave because this is what happens. When you put too many things into something that's moderately simple or something that has worked well for years and years and years, you know, it's it's not an apples to apples comparison, but it's kind of like smartphones. You know, that's why smartphones tend to move slowly after a while because new stuff's coming out and they're packing all the stuff in there. And it's just too much for this little handset to handle. You know, it's why you have overheating phones and all. And it's a similar thing with a microwave. We probably don't need an Alexa-enabled microwave. I don't. If, if Amazon sent me one for free, I would sell it or give it away. And I would just continue to use my normal microwave. It's actually completely built into my kitchen. Very convenient. Very convenient. And I'm very happy with my microwave. Works just fine. Use it every day. Every day my microwave gets used. Usually it's me microwaving my coffee because I'm running around and chasing a two-year-old and my coffee got cold, uh, but I definitely use it every, every, every day. I think my wife was just using it a few minutes ago because I'm, I'm not, my studio is not far from the kitchen in my house uh, and I just heard her beeping. Yeah, I'm here in the microwave now. My wife is currently using the microwave uh, without the assistance of Alexa. Believe it or not, my wife is using the microwave without Alexa. I know. We're like Stone Age here, right? Yeah. God. I get so tired of talking to things. It's so tired. And my and speaking of my wife, she does it. And I, I know tons of other people do it. And like she will talk to the Google Home and it'll take her like five to ten times to get it to do anything. And I'm like, OK, by then you could have just pulled your phone out and, and typed that in. 
like you know so reliant on technology i have so many friends that do that too and or they'll come over and they're like yelling at my google home and I'm like calm down like what do you what really we didn't have this a couple years ago like you're fine <laughs> you know uh and one more thing i want to bring up in the tech world really this is co- this is common sense too uh, but i'm putting it in tech because it has to do with airbnb uh, and I brought this up after the uh, the more recent hurricane in uh, in Florida. Was it Florida? Yes, in Florida when they had a lot of devastation down there. Uh, there are Airbnb hosts that are offering free housing uh, to evacuees displaced by the California wildfires. So people have lost their homes or maybe not even lost their homes, but they have been evacuated and cannot return to their homes. There are Airbnb hosts out there offering free uh, free housing for people evacuated uh, by the by the California wildfires. Uh, so keep that in mind. If you know someone, if you are someone, I think this is fantastic. I think this is a great way for people to give back. And there's plenty of hosts out there that are doing this. They're doing this out of the goodness of their hearts uh, and helping others. And and this gives me really faith in humanity, uh, really in this country, but just also just humanity in general. Unfortunately, I am not able to uh, to do this. My my parents uh, were in town. And uh, and then I I have some friends' parents coming to stay in, in my Airbnb uh, starting this weekend, so we were not able to do that. But uh, but you better believe, uh, whenever the opportunity comes up, my Airbnb will be listed for free to anyone that's that's been displaced. Uh, in California, it's most likely going to be wildfires, but anyone's been displaced by any natural disaster, uh, it, it will be offered up free to them when it's not actually like booked by family members and and friends' family. So you know. But good on you, Airbnb. Good on you. Any hosts out there that are actually doing this, uh, it's it's just that's a fantastic way to give back. All right, let's move on to some common sense. Oh, this one. Uh, my daughter actually came in the studio and she looked at the photo that's at the top of this and she thought it was a frog, and I had to be like, "No, it's the Grinch." Thankfully, she can't read uh, because of what was at the top of this article that I was doing a little research on, and that would be Grinch porn. Grinch porn. Did you know there's a there's a market for Grinch porn? I didn't. I'm talking the Grinch, the Grinch who stole Christmas. If you're not familiar with the Grinch who stole Christmas, and actually speaking of which, uh, head out to the movies and see the Grinch. Especially if you have kids, go see the new Grinch movie, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. I don't know much about it. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched many trailers. I will tell you that the great Scott Mosier, the great, 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 fantastic, talented Scott Mosier, co-directed the Grinch movie. Uh, so please go out and support Scott Mosier. If you're not familiar with Scott Mosier, the Moj, uh, he is actually Kevin Smith's main producer. He produced Clerks. Produced Clerks. Can you imagine the work that went into producing Clerks? Jesus Christ. So good uh, props to, to Scott Mosier, Scotty Mosier, Scotty Moj. Uh, go out and see Grinch movie. But I'm not bringing this up because of the Grinch movie. I am bringing this up because Google... Actually, they have a they have a tab on Google called fan fiction, so you can search fan fiction. Uh, they just recently had to remove that fan fiction tab. The reason they had to remove that fan fiction tab is they found there was entirely too much Grinch porn. Too much Grinch porn was popping up on the fan fiction tab of Google. To each their own, I guess. If you're into Grinch porn, uh, I, I don't know. You like green hairy dudes? It's fine. But I guess I, I don't even know what to say to this. Like, it's not often I'm at a loss for words. I don't know. Because, I like, if you're in the Grinch, that's fine. You know, I like, that. I don't know. I don't think it's BCL. What is the Grinch? I don't know. 
Like, do your thing, but maybe keep it to yourself. Let's not post it in public places. <laughs> keep the Grinch fan fiction porn to yourself. Uh, and keep your kids off the Google, because apparently they could stumble upon some Grinch porn just searching <laughs> the Grinch who stole Christmas. It's actually, it's not funny if your young child finds it. It's just funny, because to think, like, we got now, like, you not only have to... Do- when the internet first came out, you just had to make sure your kids weren't like looking at, you know, regular porn and and, and finding like pixelated photos of, of naked people. Now it's like you gotta you gotta watch out for not just regular porn but Grinch porn. Jesus. And apparently uh Sasquatch porn. <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into that. You all should be familiar with that one right now. This one is a very uh heartwarming story and it's very important to me. Uh and I'm glad I had found this. And actually, thank you, Easy, who's a uh, good friend of mine, uh, had actually posted this, and that's how I found it. Is uh, There is a pastor out of San Antonio. His name is Gavin Rogers, Pastor Gavin Rogers. He was actually really curious about the migrant caravan, which, if you haven't forgotten, was a huge thing a couple weeks ago with all these conservatives freaking out, thinking that there was a band of criminals coming here to get into our country. He wanted to understand what was happening. So he went down and joined the caravan. It's a caravan of, I, I, I keep seeing like 2,000, but then I was reading this article, it says 6,000, a couple thousand people. He wanted to join the caravan and debunk all the things that have been coming out on this because we've seen, and a lot of stuff has already been debunked. We've seen photos that people have shared, and then once you do a little research, go to find out that they're not actual photos from the caravan. Like, these photos are years and years old, uh, showing that there's violence in this caravan. There's violence against police and all this other stuff. Well, thanks to Gavin Rogers, we know firsthand that there hasn't been any kind of crazy violence in this caravan. No kind of crazy violence. They're actually very... Uh, very compassionate people. Uh, they they have built this community, all of these migrants that are traveling in this caravan, and they're taking care of each other. And not only taking care of each other, but taking care of, of any anyone, anything they find along the way. And lifting each other up, helping each other with food, uh, helping each other with anything they can, places to stay, you know, shelter as they're making this crazy, crazy trek. Uh, he actually also talked about, it was a ridiculous amount of miles. Like, uh, I can't, I can't find it exactly right now. I should have written it down, but they walked, like walked and kind of, uh, had gotten on like flatbed trucks that people had helped them out with, uh, for 23 hours straight, 23 hours straight. These people are doing this and we're talking elderly, middle-aged young people, very young people, children. They just want to come to this country. Uh, and they're, they, they just want a safer life for their families. That's what they want. And thanks to Gavin Rogers, we know that that's what they're that's what they're doing. These are compassionate people. These are not violent people. And in fact, he talked to a couple of Mexican police officers, and those Mexican police officers said there has been zero violence from zero. We're not talking like oh yeah, look zero. There's been no violence from this caravan, this caravan that is currently making their way toward the United States. So huge, huge pat on the back, huge good on you, Gavin Rogers. I am so proud of you because this is, we need more Christians like him. We need more of this. This is a true Christian man who backs up his words. He went down there, got in the thick of it with people that needed help. And not only helped people that needed help, but just completely debunked all the lies that are coming out, specifically from the administration that is running this country right now. Running. Finger quotes. Running. You're not doing a good job, fuckers. And I'm just, I'm so sick of the lies coming out. I'm so sick of the lies coming out. And I'm going to tell you right now, I would rather take 10 
10, at least 10 of those people traveling in that caravan, I don't care, any 10, I would take 10 of them into my house before I would take one single Orange Menace supporter into my house. Bottom line. We've hit a point where it's, it's, it's not just a political thing anymore. We've hit that point. And in fact, something I left off of last week, and now I'm just completely going off script. Something I left off last week that was in my notes was there was a viral picture going around, and it was a Beto O'Rourke supporter as well as a Ted Cruz supporter, and they, they were neighbors. And we're able to still be neighbors even though we have political differences and stuff. And they got roasted on social platforms, as they should. Because that's nice. These were two white people in Texas in a very affluent residential neighborhood, the suburbs. It's easy for you to do that when you're just a couple of white people living in a place like Texas. But the bottom line is here, we've hit a point in this administration where they're trying to take away the rights of people. So you can't tell me that it's just politics and you should just get along with somebody when that somebody is voting to literally take away your rights. You're going to tell me an LGBTQ person needs to put up with a Trump supporter, an Orange Menace supporter? A Ted Cruz supporter who is literally supporting bills that are going to take rights away from these people. We see the blatant racism from him. The blatant sexism. It's not about politics. It's not. What they're doing is wrong. It's absolutely wrong and it needs to stop. And we don't need to, I don't need to have compassion for some fucking Ted Cruz supporter. I don't. I don't need to have compassion for some fucking Orange Menace supporter. I don't. I have no compassion for you. You're trying to hurt people that I love. You're trying to take away the rights of people that I love. And there's no excuse for that. There's no putting it aside. There's no, oh, reach across the aisle. Don't give me that bullshit. It's not about that anymore. It's about morals. It's about people now. And it's about doing what's right. And it's why Gavin Rogers is a true Christian. The rest of these people that run around saying they're Christians and yet support the Orange Menace and hate this caravan and hate other people because they're a minority or because they're a little different, you are not a Christian. You cannot call yourself a Christian. Jesus Christ himself would be going mad. There's a story in the Bible where he upturned tables in the temple because of all the money that was changing hands. Yeah, I know the Bible, people. You're going to tell me that if Jesus Christ himself came to, to America right now, you're going to tell me he wouldn't be in the White House overturning tables because that bigoted son of a bitch is sitting there? Don't call yourself a Christian and support that. Bottom line. And I don't care. You shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway because it's not for you if you support that hatred. But if you did and now you don't, that's fine. Because there comes a point in everyone's life where you have to stand up for certain things. I was never political. I finally started voting right before he got elected. It's never political. But this has transcended politics. This is human rights at this point. This is the rights of your neighbor, your family, your friends. That's what's happening. This is the rights of my daughter, my two-year-old, and what she is growing up into. That's what this is. So I'm sick of the bullshit. I don't want to hear that stuff. Bipartisan. Give me a break. We, we went past that. We've gone well past that. Went past that in 2016, and it's not happening ever again until you get rid of that hatred and bigotry that's sitting there in Washington. Jesus Christ. I, pro- I Top of the show, I promise not a lot of ranting. But you know what? It happens. Oh. All right, I want to talk about a couple things real quick. 
Jewel e-cigs, if you're familiar with them, they are suspending the sales of most of their flavored products. Jewel, if you're not familiar with Jewel e-cigs, they actually control about 70% of the market share on e-cigarettes, vaping cigarettes right now. Uh, They're getting rid of most of their flavored products because of the backlash uh, that's come about, rightfully so, uh, with children getting access to these things. And really, social media campaigns, I don't want to get into all the details of it. And, and, and it, it, like, it is blatant marketing to kids. The social media campaigns and everything else. You marketed to kids, Jewel. You know you did it. Now it's time to scale back a little bit. Uh, and we also know that the FDA is coming down hard on the e-cig industry in probably the next week or so. So look forward to that. Uh, we got some news out of West Virginia. This is one of my, These are my favorite kind of stories. Out of West Virginia, there's some raccoons uh, that were going a little crazy in West Virginia. And authorities thought they had rabies. Well, it turns out they were actually drunk off fermented crab apples. They weren't actually, they didn't actually have rabies. They were just super drunk. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I hope all the raccoons were okay. Like, I don't laugh if it hurt them or anything. Uh, but we dealt with this with the drunk birds a little while. Like, a drunk animals, very amusing as long as they're okay. They're not getting hurt, you know. Uh, and some bad news for all you hipsters out there. Looks like Paps Blue Ribbon PBR is actually going to be gone soon. Forever going to be gone. They are currently fighting it out with their parent company, Miller Coors. Uh, and it looks like... We're going to see the end of Paps Blue Ribbon, and uh, hipsters everywhere will shed many, many, many tears over that. Hmm. Uh, one more thing. I just want to bring this up, and I want all of you out there to check this out. Familiarize yourself with this story. Uh, there was a couple of black teens that were uh, African-American teens that were kicked out of a mall. I'm trying to remember exactly where this was. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee, they were kicked out of a mall in Memphis, Tennessee for wearing hoodies uh, and then were in fact arrested. One of the teens was arrested for wearing a hoodie in the mall because the mall didn't permit that within their dress code, which is fine. If you have a certain dress code, I understand. However, we go to find out that this was most likely racially profiling. And why do we know that? Because these were the only teens that were reprimanded that day and of course the only teen who was arrested for such a thing. Now, good on you to these four young ladies in Tennessee who the following Sunday, Saturday or Sunday actually showed up to the mall, all four of them wearing hoodies. They met up at the center of the mall and then proceeded to walk all around the mall, uh, at times pulling their hoods over their head, not covering their face, but pulling it over their head, putting it back down, walking around to see if they would get reprimanded in any way. The only reprimand they received was one security guard came up to one of the young ladies as she had her hood up and said, can you please put your hood down? Nicely asked if she could please put her hood down uh, because it was obscuring her identity. To which she obliged, took the hood down, but looked around and realized there were a bunch of people also wearing baseball hats that were obscuring their identity much, much, much more than a hoodie would. So, clear, clear, clear racial profiling! Do better, Memphis, Tennessee. Do better, whatever mall this is. Nobody should go there, and those security guards should be absolutely fired, uh, and, and there should be more investigation into this because it's disgusting. Here, I mean, here's here's another instance. Y'all think racism doesn't... There it is right there. We got racism sitting in the White House, for God's sake. It, it's all over the place. It hasn't gone anywhere, and here it is, racial profiling, and it's been completely debunked. Completely debunked. Ah. See, we got a little fired up at the end. That's always how it happens. Oh, 
apologies for that. We did. I did try to keep it as light as possible. Uh, I'm done for tonight. I am done for this week. Remember, no episode next week. Thanksgiving break. It's my birthday this weekend, so I will be celebrating and enjoying uh, some friend and family time this weekend as well as next week for Thanksgiving. Uh, so I appreciate all of you listening, tuning in, subscribing, downloading, doing all of the things you do. I know it doesn't seem like it, but I love each and every one of you, and I do very, 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 very much appreciate it. You are all family to me, uh, and and we're going to continue on this crazy, crazy adventure that we've been on now for, for two years, two years of this madness, absolute madness. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Twitter at tell the wall pod at magic Muppet also on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. And of course, Sean O'Rourke live.com. will take you to all of those things I just mentioned, including our YouTube channel. So please bookmark, check back often, tell your friends, share posts, do things or ignore it all, <laughs> whatever you people do. You know, the kid, I don't know what kids do these days. Kids. I don't think we have a lot of kid listeners, but please, please follow us on all those platforms. Do the things. Uh, we will be back two weeks from tonight. Same wall place, same wall time. Uh, and remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>